Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Here we go. T-minus 30 seconds and counting. You know, this used to be a hell of a good country. I can't understand what's going wrong with it. Chaos. 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 T-minus 15. Oh, they're not scared of you. They're scared of what you represent. 10, 9, ignition sequence start. What you represent to them is freedom. We have ignition. All engines are running. We have liftoff. We have liftoff. Good evening, Texas bikers and bikers all across the nation and the world. This is Texas Biker Radio, number 313. The title of tonight's show is Wild Wild West in Stockyards. My name is Mel Popeye Moss, my co-host, Mel O.G. Robbins. We are with Sons of Liberty Riders, MC, and we are the sponsor of this program each and every week. Good evening, Mel. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good, but I'll tell you, I, I saw a traumatic event today. I just cannot get it out of my mind. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you were on the phone with me as I came up on it. I was just coming mm-hmm. back from the grocery store, and I was on Ridge Road about to turn right into our community, and uh, right there in the middle of the intersection, all these cars are stopped, and you heard me say, oh, my God. There's a bike mm-hmm. in the middle of the road with the rider down. And uh, <clears throat> apparently, uh, I, in fact, while I was standing there observing, a guy walked up to me and we started chatting a little bit. And I said, what happened? And he said, well, this van pulled out. We're in a gated community and they were pulling out a cross ridge road. And... You know, normally you'd look to the left because that's the oncoming traffic, and then you'd look to the right because that's the oncoming traffic on the other side of the road. And then normally you look to the left again to make sure no immediate traffic is going to come at you and you cross over the road. Well, this van pulled out, and a guy on a sports bike T-boned him. Now... I don't know what speed he was doing. Uh, He could have been doing 40 miles an hour because they say you hit a brick wall at 35 miles an hour and it'll kill you. That's true. I can believe it because this guy's laying in the middle of the road. Now his his bike is pretty totaled. He was face down when I saw him because we were just pulling up. Everybody had just stopped and a gal ran up and I can tell she was feeling for pulse. And they flipped him over and started doing CPR. 
So this guy says to me, you know, he told me what happened, how the, the biker had T-boned the van. Obviously, the van was at fault. I mean, mm. you have no right-of-way pulling out of a gated community. There's no stop sign anywhere, and that's a main thoroughfare. Uh, and he said, uh, he said, my God, that was my son in the van. Mm. He's, uh, he's one of my neighbors in here. So uh, when the fire department was loading the rider up on a gurney, they had already bagged him, and they had been doing continual CPR for, Lord, well, before the fire department got there, there was a gal out in the road doing CPR on him, and then the uh, uh, the EMP guys showed up, and they were doing it, and I thought I heard one of the firemen say he's gone. So, uh just just a hell of a sight, but I'll tell you one hell of a reminder when you're traveling these roads, especially in and around the cities and the suburbs, if you're in that right lane or approaching an intersection, you best be watching your ass. Defensive driving 101, because I'll tell you, they do not see you. They do not see you on a motorcycle. Just drove it home once again. So, at any rate, that's uh, that's my beginning of the evening. Okay, and that's you know, Mel, that's exactly right. They're not. They don't see you. They're not looking for you. It's total 100% defensive driving. That's the reason motorcycle safety proclamations and motorcycle safety issues are for every biker out there. For every biker out there, not just who the police want to designate. And Mel, let me say this: although we don't know who that rider was, let's uh, let's pray that God takes care of him and his family. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I can only you know, imagine the horror in more than one family tonight. Oh, good grief! So true. So true. Uh, Mel, one more thing before we get started here. I was just watching my wife on a security camera out front. (laughs) (laughs) She's running around the car. (laughs) She's running around the car chasing Gus, our little dachshund. (laughs) And to mention, it's funny as hell. But Mel, let's let's start. Let's start now. We have invited. Jeff Wilson of uh, Wilson's Leather Goods in Fort Worth. Uh, he's just up the street from the stockyards. As a matter of fact, you could say that's actually in the stockyards. Uh, it's so close to it. But uh, we have invited yeah. him onto the program tonight. Uh, hopefully without a barking dog. We'll see if he calls in. He was invited. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to him about what went down. And, uh, you know, Mel... What's going on in our state? What's going on in our country with motorcyclists? And let, and let me tell you one thing, Mel. I heard this afternoon that down in Hood County, Hood County, which is, uh, Granbury is in the center of it, uh, they are actually hauling people to jail for not having M on their licenses. And we're Boy, they have really taken it up a notch. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They're looking for anything. 
And, and I'm trying to draw sure you a little bit. A, they'll sure as hell yeah. let a suspended license slide for a drunk driver. Oh, hey, exactly right. Laws for them and laws for us. Just just as the program was starting here, you know, we find out that uh, down in Austin, <laughs> down in Austin, a uh, members of the uh, Austin Police Department command staff, the police department command staff had a divorce party. Oh yeah. So there's there's all these people attending this, police officers attending this divorce party. And you know what? Well, the, the divorce party was for this uh, this uh, commander Jason Dusterhoft. Now he's now on administrative leave, but all these people male getting special treatment treatment we don't get. You know. I mean, there are questions that need to be answered. And and why are they getting this special treatment? There's only two people of all people that attended the party that are on administrative leave. You know, they, they also asking, well, who who attended this party? That's being kept quiet. Are they being treated treated differently than other officers would. I would say they're being treated differently than that you or I would be treated. The if term we thin blue line of, yes. is certainly true. There, It is no exactly. myth or legend. Exactly. I mean, look what's happening at the national level. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, does the office of the police monitor or know, or are they complicit? I mean, does the city manager know? I mean, there's all these questions, all these questions that aren't being answered. But they're out there. You know, laws for them and laws for us. And, Mel, uh, I'm going to bring somebody online and I... I hope this is Jeff, and uh, let's see. Good evening. Is that you, Jeff? Yes, it is, Butch. It's me. Okay. Uh, First of all, thanks for joining us tonight. You bet. Thank Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, let let me start by explaining. You you know, we showed up uh, while this was going on in your business. And, and let me explain a little bit what we were doing there. When, when the police or the ATF first sent out their bulletin and, the, and then the Fort Worth police decided to make it public, I, w- I was suspicious then that, you know, my, hey, maybe this is being overhyped. Maybe something is, you know, what's, going, what's really going on here? And so when Saturday came around and, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking about all this, you know, I thought, you know what, we got to go downtown and just see what the police are actually doing. Is this thing overhyped or what? And so as we were going toward the stockyards, 
we saw all the police officers outside of your business out there on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So, we, so we decided to pull over and, you know, go, go in as customers. And we walked in, we walked into the middle of that. Uh, <laughs> you were definitely, you were definitely yeah. caught up in the middle of it. Yeah, Exactly. So we broke out our cameras and started filming. Now, now this this police officer, the one that pulled the gun, uh, we we don't know his name, right? I still don't have his name. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, your business has been there for what? I heard uh, thirty eight years. Thirty. We've been there thirty eight years this year. Mhm. And, and and you're so, you're open. You're. Go ahead. And I guess the number one thing I noticed, Butch, whenever whenever I looked at, out across all these, what would you say a total of police officers we had there? Would you say we had in excess of fifty police officers there? Oh yeah, at the max. I would say I would say we definitely had around fifty police officers there. And there was a, there was a yeah there was a solid and, and block the, of police cars. Oh yeah, most definitely. And in the past years, in the past years, you know. Uh, We've we've associated with police police officers for the past thirty eight years. We've you know we've met their family and everything. And as we were mm-hmm. sitting there and all these these crazy things were happening, I looked out across all these police officers, and I didn't know not a single one of them that was out there. Not a one. Right. There was not a one familiar face in the crowd. Mm. Right. You know, uh, I, I think that I think there's another motive behind what they're doing, but I mean it's uh, it's it's they've turned things into the wild, wild west in the stockyards. I mean, they made, they made, they made threats at these, at these bikers who were doing nothing. We were there. They were just, they were there. They weren't, they weren't talking back. They were complying. There was no reason for anybody to pull a gun that I saw. Exactly. I I saw no, no means of threat at all. Period. Mm Mm-hmm. So why the so why the weapon was ever jerked? I just, I couldn't understand that. I could not understand that at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard he gave a speech to everybody. Oh uh, yes, he did. He uh he walked to the he walked to the back of the building and began his little. Uh, it was like a drill sergeant type speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think he was meaning to the to the Vagos. You know, uh, you're not gonna. This is this is our town. Uh, you so much as make a left-hand turn without using a signal light, I'm going to haul your ass to jail. You make so much as pull up to a stop sign and don't put your foot down, I'm hauling your ass to jail. He he made it clear that it was it was their town. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff, it, it, I felt I felt that he 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 really was trying to uh, intimidate and and maybe go. Somebody into doing or saying something. Without a doubt, I, I have said that since that day, since since Saturday. Me and my wife, we talked about it all the way home, of course, and we've talked about it ever ever since. And it was like he was trying to push somebody to do something so something would go wrong. It, it definitely seemed that way to me. Yeah, I, I know. In in our conversations with him, because you know we we kept asking him what. They were uh, 
uh, at that point, we didn't know whether that we thought they might be arresting them. I heard a couple got arrested uh, for having a weapon. And, you know, they, that once that gang level, that gang label goes on you, uh, they feel they can do anything they want. Right. So, uh, you know, I, what, once we started asking them questions, then they turn around and they, t- they look at us and they say, well, you want to be part of the investigation? I, I said to one of them, well, what investigation? He just said, our investigation. I said, I don't know what that is. So, but, and we had an exchange well, back the, and forth. It's I guess the thing, pretty the, incredible. The thing that, right. The thing that puzzles me the most, Butch, was, okay, they had, they had seen uh, uh, one percenters down in the stockyards, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they just kept an eye on them. Uh they did, they didn't definitely didn't go in those places of business business down there in the stockyards and and, and make this kind of scene. You understand what I'm saying? Right. They just kept an eye on them. But then a, so away why did the they violate of, your business? Exactly. That's my question. Exactly. That's what I would like. You know what? I, I would have thought today I would have got a simple answer from somebody about that. What what <laughs> made them choose what what made them choose uh, Wilson Blackburn to make the scene? Mm-hmm. So, that, that kind of that kind of question is still not answered answer to me why we were chosen to make that type of scene. Because you saw mm-hmm. how many people went by when the ro- roads were blocked with cop, cop cars and stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I, they I, made it I, they made it look as if something was happening where nothing was it happening. It looked like a crime scene. Did it or did it not look like a crime scene? It certainly did. Most definitely it did. And this and. And Jeff, then it turned into a hostage situation because they exactly. wouldn't let us leave. Exactly. And so it was. It was just amazing to me, and I think I think this is all part of a bigger a bigger plan, a bigger scheme. Uh, you know, the, the, of course, there's always one police officer willing to uh, like that. Uh, like Sergeant Steroid or whatever, whatever we're calling him right now, uh, right, right. Uh, there, there's always one that's going to that's going to try and push your buttons. And man, I gotta say, really, I really, I have to give kudos to to all one percent groups that that confront this. And it's not just it's not just the Mongos, the Vagos. It's one percent clubs all across the state and the nation that face this kind of stuff. On a daily basis, and keep their cool. Right. Keep their cool. That's it. Let me tell you, that is so important. Oh yeah, and and uh, but you do know, you saw how how I, I guess you, the only way I can say is professional. You saw how professional each and every one of them club members acted inside that shop. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, it, yeah. it, it was like. They, I mean, none of them done anything wrong whatsoever. So for this scene, for this scene to escalate like it did, I was going, what what could have caused that? Well, did you file a complaint with the with the police department? No, I didn't. Today I had a uh, uh, Jim Parks at the shop today, and he did an interview with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell you the truth, I just don't know where that'll go. You understand what I'm saying, there, Butch? Yeah. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to the fact that they pulled a gun when it was unnecessary, and well, everybody you know, and was complying. 
and that's what and that's what you had a you had my wife and my eight year old granddaughter there, and my granddaughter just panicked when mm-hmm. she saw the weapon had been jerked. Oh yeah, and I'm thinking. I know, and you're going, man. What was the purpose of that? I just I, to this mm-hmm. to this minute, I can't figure out the purpose of that. Let me tell you, Americans, that? American society today, today, uh, people are are fed up with bullies. Exactly. And that that's what I militarized police departments. Those sections of them that have been militarized have turned into bullies. Oh yeah, most definitely. That 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 guy that we're talking about, this sergeant, this sergeant that was over this SRT that was over it, uh, mm-hmm. he was definitely a bully. You know what I'm saying? There was another sergeant that came over to talk to me, and I'm sorry I didn't get his name either. He he could have done the same job, but he would have handled it more correctly than what this 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 uh, sergeant that was on steroids did. Yeah. Yeah. He just he he used bully he used bullying tactics to, to get across his point. Uh, it's for sure steroids have affected his brain. <laughs> Most and, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh and I do plan on filing a complaint with the Fort Worth Police Department. That uh you know, the whole thing was totally unnecessary. They pulled a gun uh with uh, with children in your place of business and also uh, uh, made threatening remarks to us outside the building when we were when we were leaving, and so you know, I mean, I'm an open book, Jeff. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, they, go ahead. Oh, uh, they handled it all totally wrong, and I and I, I'll I'll leave this with you here. I honest to God do believe that the uh, I do believe that the one sergeant. That the one that we're talking about that was on steroids experiencing some roid rage there. He was yeah. uh he was definitely trying he was definitely trying to provoke an incident within our shop. Yeah. He most definitely was. And there's there's and I, you know what, this man could come to me tomorrow and try to talk his way out of it. But after I lived that through that day, I will mm-hmm. never forget forget that I mean I changed my attitude to where I believe he was trying to instigate a situation there. Yeah. We've you been know, referring to this as Waco version 1.2. Yeah, most definitely. It could have very, you know what, when he was pushing the buttons that he was pushing, it could have very easily turned into a, a horrible situation there. Very mm-hmm. easily. Because, well, nobody likes to be bullied. Nobody likes to be bullied. Right. So, so especially when you're, going, you're supposed to have a person that's supposed to be there to serve and protect you. <clears throat> But then he's sitting there bullying. He's not doing. He's not doing a. He's not doing a police officer's job. He's being a bully, and that's why he was being. Right. The whole time he was there was a bully. You no, know, I, I do and, think it is. And, 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 I do and, think it is interesting, Jeff. I, I excuse me. I, I do think it is interesting that you did not see one familiar face. Now, there are a lot of police officers that do. Uh, you know, and and we go, we've been to your place. So we've seen biker clubs there, all kinds of clubs there, and that, you know everybody gets on, including including police that go in there. I mean, exactly. so you know, I I just didn't get it. But these what what do you call it? A SRT unit? What was that? Uh, it's, it's a special response. I guess the SRT stood for Special Response Team. 
That's what it said on their 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 uh, BDUs, their their uh, black uniforms was SRT. Uh-huh. So I, so I would I would I would think that special like special response team or something like that like that. Yeah. So uh, it. Uh, so so these, they, these they, weren't just uh, these weren't just street patrol. These just right. like regular anybody, street patrol police officers that showed up here at our place of business. Yeah. So, so did anybody request me, that they be there? No, definitely not. Definitely not. We received a phone call Friday. My mom received a phone call Friday from the city of Fort Worth Police Department. Said this, uh, she goes, I'm pretty sure that y'all are aware that the uh, Mongols are planning a rally in the uh, stockyards. My mom goes, yes, we, we, we've already been aware of that. She goes, well, uh, we just want to let y'all know, and if y'all have any problems, Either call nine one one or go outside and flag down a police officer. So to mm-hmm. me, what they waste that phone call for? If evidently, evidently, this SRT had already had something planned to to rush our place of business before they even made that phone call. I guess this was a special response team. So, so if you just pull over, if you just drive by and you see two uh, two guys outside, what I mean, two prospects outside watching the motorcycles. You don't send an SRT team for something like that. Yeah. So I believe this is I believe this is a planned attack. I honestly God do. Yeah, I, I, think I you're agree with you. Right, Jeff. That makes so much sense. But and That's exactly so because what they we were have, doing. Because we have the only because we only we have the only biker uh gear placed there in the stockyard, you plan this against us? Mm-hmm. Well, to me, if you're to me, if there was a planned attack, don't you think they should have uh, advised us of that? Exactly. If, if you're there to protect me, if you're there to protect me, shouldn't you have shouldn't you have advised me that you were going to you were going to raid our place of business? Just like they exactly. showed Twin Peaks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, I, I don't. I'm, I'm just going to tell you this. You know, we we have always run a legitimate business there for 38 years. We, you know, don't get me wrong. We've had we've had, we've had some crowds, some crowds there that people wouldn't agree about being there. But whenever I got mm-hmm. asked the, some of the questions, when I, when I got asked some of the questions that I got asked that day, when I got called outside, he goes, "Well, uh, uh, is there anything uh, going on inside there that we need to be aware of?" And I go, "What exactly are you talking about?" And he goes, oh, "Are they in there? Uh, are they in there uh, hiding guns and uh, stashing guns inside your place and stuff there as we speak?" I go. Well, no, wait oh a minute. My God. Do you want do you want to do you want to walk with me and let's do a walkthrough on the building or what? what? What are you asking me there? Are they stashing weapons within our within our place of business? What kind of question was that? Mm-hmm. It's just it's ah. just like they were asking me if we, if we were. You know what I'm saying? The, they were trying to make to, you complicit. Exactly. Well, we, I, you know, I told him. I said, Let me tell you something. We've been here for 38 years. Let me tell you something. I, I bet you, there's, we've never done anything like you, what you're trying to accuse us of. Never, 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 never. Mm-hmm. So that it was that kind of thing that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way that day, and I just can't forget about that day. You know, a lot of a lot of things, that's where I just let it blow over. But for some yeah, reason, you know, I can't let I can't just let Saturday blow over. I just can't. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, you know, I have I have heard so much about, I have heard so much about motorcycle club harassment over the over the past couple of years, and I didn't really I didn't really because I'm not in a motorcycle club, it really didn't hit me about all this motorcycle club harassment. 
But mm-hmm. then when it happened like it did Saturday right in front of my face to people that weren't doing anything wrong, anything, they were not doing anything wrong. It was a typical Saturday Saturday day at Wilson Biker Gear, people in a good time, people enjoying a free beer, people having donuts, people having barbecue out front. Well, next thing you know, we're being raided, raided by a special operations uh, response team of the Florida Police Department. Mm-hmm. And you're going, wow, so it's that easy? Right. There was there was no there was no nothing there was nothing going wrong to even have one police officer in our place, little less fifty of them. Mm-hmm. Well, we we were there to witness it, and of course we continued on down uh, after we left your place. Of course, we went around front and continued filming out there, <laughs> and then then we went on down to the stockyards where the uh, the tourists. We're doing their thing. It didn't sl- what it, the that that big fuss they made about the Mongols being there didn't affect the stockyards any because there were plenty of people down there. Matter of fact, is yeah. some of them were stopping to take pictures with them. I mean, it it was just. I mean, it's not like I'm saying it was overhyped, and there's another thing going on behind that scene, and you know, and I, and I. I hate that your your business was uh, was uh, affected by poor judgment. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, you know, I, I guess I I understand now. All those the the Vagos are out of jail and they they're on their way or whatever. Is that right? Anybody know? Do what now? What was the question there, Butch? I'm sorry, I didn't. I hear said what well, the the Vagos uh, MC guys, the two that were arrested, they're they're no longer in jail. They got them out. No, they they are they are out. Yes, they are. Okay, all right. Uh, it, I mean, it, uh, uh, interesting weekend. Uh, it, it was craziness. To say the least. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. Yeah. Very, very. Yeah. Very interesting weekend. And, and uh, I tell you, what, you know. Uh, we, we geared up at, the, at our place of business. We geared up for a busy, a very busy weekend. You know we restocked. We went out of our way to be ready. We had two seamstresses there to sew patches on. We were ready for a big weekend. And the weekend was rolling right along when all of a sudden it just came to a dead halt because of, we were shut down. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. We were, we now, were we, did go, we did go down to the stockyard because the rally was going on. And uh, we didn't see a motorcycle one down there. No, of course I don't not. know. And then we saw, you know, uh, I don't know whether it was they were in uh, the White Elephant or the Love Shack. I don't know whether it was one and the same or what. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the Mongols were in there drinking drinking their beer and visiting and hanging out and doing what but it nobody, is. But nobody, but nobody, but SRT didn't go in there and raid the place, though, did they? No, sure didn't. They just okay. So kinda, what? So what made them do that to our place of business? That's that's the that, answer I want. Yeah, and that's I would go ask. Yeah, I, I'm curious of that. Why? Why was our place chosen that for for your SRT uh, 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 to act like that at our place of business? Why? What made yeah, you do that? That's a lot of police power. Yeah. yeah. Oh my lord! There was there was it, 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 you know. It definitely was overkill. It definitely was overkill. Yeah. 
Yeah. There was a lot. There was, uh, there was a lot. There was a lot of taxpayer dollars just standing around out on the curb. No, it's very yeah. reminiscent of some third world country. Yeah. Is what it is. Yes. Well, we. Let me tell you, over the last uh, the last three and a half years, we've witnessed a lot of overkill. Uh, stuff we learned from Twin Peaks, and stuff that's going on now, uh, uh, the trials and everything that are coming up uh, that continue to happen. Uh, uh, it's 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 going to be there's going to be a, a battle ahead to to preserve our constitutional rights, our Second Amendment rights, where they've just uh, we where we just discovered a, a jury here in Texas have said that uh, well like the banditos uh, just because you're a bandito you're not, you don't have any second amendment or constitutional rights uh, so you know you cannot carry a weapon and they once that game label goes on you and it and let me tell you uh, when i looked at the gang uh, the gang database here in Texas uh, Bagos MC was not on it now they may be on right. a database somewhere else, but right. they're not. So, so it's. Uh, but they kept saying the word "gang," 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 and so, you know, that's what they're hanging their hat on, yeah, and that's what they're using them. to violate people's constitutional rights, uh, and and just bully the hell out of you. Right. And uh, we'll. That's a fight for us politically. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a long battle against them, though. Unfortunately, I believe that. Oh, it, uh, it's so true. The first thing you have, we have to do is inform the public of the truth of it all. Well, and, you know uh, what? That's, why that's I, part I, of what I've this is, been, Jeff. I've never been very outspoken against anything like this. But when it hits close to home, like it did for me Saturday, I, I would I would feel like I was doing everybody wrong if I didn't speak out against this. Mm-hmm. Because, well, exactly yeah, right. Because, because you I, you, I was one of these you bring up a damned watching. interesting point. Yeah, uh, because, because we, for for years we have been telling everyone you best pay attention to what's going on because right. sooner or later it's going to affect every one of you. And lo and behold. And and Saturday it did. You Here know, you are. Of all, place, of, of all places, I'm not at it. I'm not out at a bar. I'm not out at it. Don't take this long when I say this, but I'm not out at a COC meeting. I'm not out at a United Club meeting. I'm not out at a bar. I'm not out at a rally. I'm not out at any type of club event. I'm in my place of employment when it happened. Mm-hmm. That's right. You are the the owner and proprietor of a of a private business. I'm at work when it happened. It it came in on me while I was at work, my place of employment. So I'm going, man, is that? It can happen. It can happen to anybody anywhere. You understand what I'm saying? Right. That's right. So that I I, I would be doing. I would I, I would think I would be doing all bikers wrong if I was to just let this go over and not say and not speak my mind about it. Yeah, that's true. It's a. It's, <laughs> let me tell you. Well, but, well, but let, let me tell you and in the, in the, you and your club what I feel. It must have been my lucky day because I, lucky for me, y'all were there. 
it, well, it, it, it was a blessing y'all were there because I don't I don't know if I could have ever called you and said, hey, Butch, let me tell you what happened. I don't know if you would have ever believed it was that it was that to that extreme with me just telling you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You you had to be there to see it to believe just how extreme it was. Mm-hmm. When you tell somebody a man jerked a weapon, you're going, okay, yeah, right. No, this this man jerked his weapon for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, to me, it was my lucky day that the Sons of Liberty was there. It was my lucky day. Yeah. But, Jeff, we, uh, we hope for better days ahead. <laughs> you and I both. Listen, I thank y'all so much for inviting me to y'all show tonight. All right, man. Glad hey. glad to have you, and we'll be seeing you. Yeah, we're going to be much. we're going to be going to Fort Worth a lot. <laughs> y'all, you're always welcome. Y'all stop in anytime you like. All right, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, All right. thank y'all. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Okay. Wow. That was. He's a good man. He is a good yeah. man. He he was excited and. Uh, you know, he, uh, so we talked over each other once in a while, but we got it. We got it in. It was it was all good. Uh, Mel, let's talk about this for a minute. You know, and I keep I keep going back and telling everybody, hey, this is all part of a bigger plan, a a bigger thing, statewide, nationwide, whatever. Because this this kind of stuff that happened there and it happens to banditos all the time and it happens to other one percent clubs across this nation all the time. Uh, this this is a plan that's being executed across the nation. And like I said, the word once you get that gang tag, they're gonna have their way with you. We you keep telling keep, everyone. Pay attention, because yeah. you're next. Mm-hmm. And Mel, listen to this. They can, they can put that label on any organization out there. What is it when three or more individuals are gathered? Right. Isn't that how it starts? Yeah. And they make a decision that you're up to no good, you mm-hmm. qualify as a gang. Exactly. Exactly. That and that's the reason, Mel, I'm I'm saying to to one percent clubs and bikers everywhere, you've got to keep a cool head about yourself when this stuff goes down. You have to know your rights. But understand once you've had that gang label thrown on you, you they they think you have no rights. Yep, had that Vagos not kept a cool head, he could have been easily shot. Oh, yes. Just oh, yeah. for having a torn rotator. Yeah, exactly. And and it's to explain to everybody what that was, the, the one the one Vagos uh, rider, uh, had a, uh, a shoulder injury, and he couldn't get his arm all the way up, and he was trying to explain to the police officer, the police officer pulled a gun on him. Yeah, because his arm wasn't high enough. And then make some smart-ass comment after the guy said, yeah, I've got a torn rotator. 
the smart-ass cop says, and you're riding a bike? What the fuck? Yeah. Excuse my French, but, you know, I've, I've, I've had it with the police. I have had it with the police. We keep saying there's some good guys out there, but they're getting harder to find. <laughs> exactly. They got these no, that, maniacs running loose, screwing it up for any any guy that's a good cop. They got these no. maniacs running around, and nobody's taking control of these assholes. You know, Mel, it's like they say that you can put a, a, a group of people together, or a group of kids, they used to say, and you can have these blithering idiot kids and these smart kids, and then real fast the smart kids turn into blithering idiots. It's not the other way around. Yep. And I suspect that's what's going on with these special units. You've got some blithering idiots in them, and everybody else that has some common sense about them turns into a blithering idiot. Well, somebody made an interesting comment one day. We were talking about these stormtroopers, these stormtrooper mm-hmm. cops, SWAT. You know, they show up in their MRAPs and their... Uh, they're like ninja battle warriors. They're all armored up, carrying all kinds of frickin' armament. You swear to God, they're out to invade a country. And, you know, this, uh, in fact, I think it was an attorney that, uh, that made the comment, well, you know, you dress them up like a stormtrooper. How do you think they're going to think and act? Exactly. Exactly. Just like oh, a stormtrooper. Yeah, I mean, every everything that's going on in Fort Worth is shades of Waco. My town, our town, you out of towners, blah, 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 blah. Same shit we heard down there in the first yep. hours of Twin Peaks. In the first hours of Twin Peaks, the, the same shit we heard from uh, from law officers and politicians down there in Waco. And Let me tell you where the cop was wrong. Let me tell you where the cop was wrong saying it's my town or our town. Mm-hmm. He's a frickin' servant. He's a servant of the public. He's a paid frickin' servant to uphold the laws that we, the citizens and taxpayers, pass. That's mm-hmm. it. He's there to protect and serve mm-hmm. that is not his frickin' town. It's our town. You're getting me all wound up here. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've been wound <laughs> up since that day. Down. You know, I'm thinking, you know, what what do we need to do? What do we need to do? How do we counteract this? How do we what do we say? What do we do? And you know, we're we're coming we're we're gonna come up with a plan. Now, the first thing I'm going to do is file a complaint with the police department there in in uh, Fort Worth. And, of course, we'll make it public what their response is. Because there was no call for that police officer to pull a gun on anybody in that place of business. Period. Period. Especially with a child there. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Now we're gonna we're probably gonna find ourselves in front of the courthouse over there, or I don't know. Maybe maybe we have a rally in the stockyards. 
Just saying. Sound like fun to me. Push the limit. Push back. And I'll tell you, these businessmen that listen to the cops that call around screaming wolf all the time are missing out on a lot of revenue. Mm-hmm. Bikers are very well mannered. Yeah. Very well mannered in places of business, and especially when they're in in public view like that. Yeah. Everyone wants to take a picture with them, you know, and they're liking it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. So you know, it's it's disappointing that these businesses will listen to them, and all of a sudden they don't allow colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty and, dumb, I think. And and Mel, when we saw it on the businesses down there in the stockyards where they had the signs up, no colors, no colors, no colors. Uh, I mean, uh, they went down there and, and were were trying their best to uh, to make sure that uh, uh, no bikers had a place to go when they got there. That uh, you know they would have to. I mean. So they well, were, it's they my understanding that one bar of the white spot. elephant made out pretty good. Oh, I, I imagine. I imagine. But, uh, anyway, Mel, let's talk about what uh, what's going on in the, the sentencing that came out of San Antonio um, on the uh, Bandito, former Bandito, uh, Portolio. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, the sentence, the sentencing he got, uh, just unbelievable. Let's talk about the feds and their mandatory sentencing. Now, everybody, uh, pay close attention to this. Now, if you're out there messing with drugs and doing this, if you're especially if you're a leader in in one of these clubs where some of your members may be out there doing something that they should be doing. Because who they're going to come after, they're going to come after you. And oh, yeah, they love uh, conspiracy charges. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the mandatory sentencing, which I know you know a little bit about. Yeah, I, uh, I, can, I can give it a broad brush. As a matter of fact, I can also, at a later point, uh, post a link that's very interesting that actually has the uh, sentencing guideline matrix on it along with the point system. But what Mm -hmm. happens to you is, first of all, you have to understand, uh, law enforcement in any given area, I don't care where you are, they've got these task forces. And these task forces are generally comprised of federal, state, county, and local. Uh, now, a couple of the middle ones might be missing, but the feds are always there and the locals are always there. <clears throat> and the reason they do that is is they assess uh, the judicial system in the particular area they're operating in and the temperament of the judges at that point in time. And they will figure out, okay, do we want to take this case federal or do we want to take it local? Because they're looking for the most punitive judge or trial system they can find. Uh, 
And uh, it's rare that the local is more punitive than the federal. So a lot of times they'll go federal because in the 80s, Congress passed what is known as the Federal Minimum Sentencing Guidelines. And that's because it was noted that the federal district courts operating in different states uh, were different in how they sentenced people. And in some areas, uh, they'd go pretty light with certain folk and would be devastating, almost issuing death sentences with other people. And uh, uh, this came... Came to uh, came to the attention of Congress, so they passed the minimum sentencing guideline. Now you have to understand the federal court system is not necessarily designed for trials. Uh, they generally bulldoze people immediately with. Uh, uh, they were in possession of a gun when they were picked up for committing another crime. Well, that gun gets dragged right in to the charge base. All of a sudden, now you're charged with having a firearm, which adds about 10 years to the sentence, even though the firearm may not have had a damn thing to do with what you were being picked up for. You just happen to have it in your possession. They go for conspiracy charges. They try and go for RICO. RICO, as we all know, was originally designed to go after the mafia. But the feds have found it to be an extremely useful tool for applying, uh, for applying that tool to just about anything they want to take people down. And what they try to do is scare the shit out of people when they come at them with the RICO Act, uh, Firearms Act, or, you know, a firearms violation, stuff like that. They start stacking those charges, and they make these people aware of what the minimum sentencing guidelines are for these things to get these people to try and cooperate and rat out other people so they can get what is known, well, before I say downward departure, let me say that the federal judges are bound by law to this matrix. Once you're convicted of a crime, There's an investigation that's done after the conviction prior to sentencing. And this is why the federal system seems so slow, because you'll see where people have been convicted, and it's damn near a year before they're sentenced. And a lot of people always wonder about that. Well, I'll tell you what's going on behind the scenes. There's a post-trial investigation going on with a complete background investigation of the person that's just been convicted. And what they're looking for is how many prior violations have you had? Have you ever violated parole? Uh, How old are you? Uh, Do you you really have a squeaky clean record? On and on and on. Now, each one of those elements are awarded a point or points. And at the end of this report, all of these points are added up, and you're stuck in a category. And within this category is a matrix of what the minimum sentencing guideline is. Now, they can go for a maximum, uh, but the judge has, that's the only play he has, minimum to maximum within that quadrant. 
Well, to get what's called a downward departure with a judge if he wants. Now, if you have a prick for a judge and the U.S. attorney says, files what's known as a 5K downward departure, uh, the judge then has latitude to go to a lesser sentence if he wants to. But usually if the U.S. attorney is recommending it, the judge uh, the judge kind of uh, complies. But uh, I was looking at the matrix, and in order for Pike to have been sentenced to what he was sentenced to, uh, man, that jury just buried his ass. I mean, there had to be two murder charges and a whole bunch of other crap going on to get two consecutive life terms. It is horrifying what they can do to you with that matrix. But yeah. that's kind of a broad brush of what that's all about. Yeah. And you know, Mel, that those, those sentencing guidelines that, you know, to, to somebody that, that ends up under that and then gets gets put into prison and they're seeing this 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 long period they may never get out of jail and they see a chance to rat on somebody, even if they don't know anything, they may say they do and go out there yeah. and, and, and cause you hell. Uh, you know, it, that's it right. To, Just make shit up. Turn, right. And it turns your former rank and file members into rats. And so, you know, you never, you never know the person that's standing next to you that you think is your brother, what happens to him when he gets under this kind of pressure? And the, the pressure is being brought to go after the leadership these clubs that they've designated gangs. And there's a couple of different things going on there. Not only that, they're trying to drive you broke with different different strategies. Especially when they see an opportunity like Waco, where they arrested 177 people. And many of them 1% club members. You know, Try, trying to defend these, uh, everybody and pay pay their their lawyers' fees and everything else is is problematic. It's it's a tough task, no well, matter how large your club is. There's some other compelling uh, forces going on there too. Uh, it it, it uh, to, to some degree there's conspiratorial things going on government wise to. Uh, to go after the biking community. But uh, to a lot of these agencies and these local police departments, they, they deal with what's called stats or statistics. And even the district attorneys do that. That's why they don't give a shit whether you're innocent or not. They just want you convicted because they want their conviction stats. Exactly. But, uh, uh, these police departments and these federal agencies get budget money. It's kind of like this war on drugs. Billions mm-hmm. of dollars have been spent on the war on drugs. Now I ask you, are we anywhere close to winning the war on drugs? Hell no. It's a laugh. 
uh, it's it's kind of like prohibition. You know, people want her to drink, they're going to drink. I don't give a shit what the laws are. The same thing with mm-hmm. drugs. But these agencies, by delivering these stats, like you'll notice sometimes an agency will make a drug bust or something, and they're talking about, oh, this has a street value of X number of dollars. Well, usually it's bullshit and it's inflated. Or much like uh, Waco and the number of weapons they found and what they were calling weapons. Kind of, kind of the same, uh, same parallel there. But by delivering these statistics, when they go in front of, their, of the auditors or whoever is controlling the money and they present these statistics, that's how they get their money. That's their livelihood. They're looking there for you that go. money so they can, they can continue to do what they're doing. So even if they have to make bullshit up to get those statistics, that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Because without those stats, they don't get the budget money, and all of a sudden these departments get smaller and go away. These task forces are budgeted with special money. There isn't, you know, uh, there there isn't a continual stream of money that comes in all the time that's automatic. They have to qualify for it, and they qualify mm-hmm. for it off of our backs. That's how this system works, and that's mm-hmm. why everyone needs to be aware of the fact that the whole system is rigged. Right. It's rigged so these people can keep getting budget money to keep their little operations going. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think Jeff really needs to file a complaint with the police department, the Fort Worth Police Department. He just, he can't just let it go. And think that you know, uh, well, uh, for better days, like I said, that you know, I mean, you you have to take some sort of action. You just can't let them get away with this, with that behavior, without saying something. Without saying something. Very true. Very everybody true. there was everybody there was compliant. Nobody was giving them a bad time. Well, except for when when we started asking questions, and you heard you heard you heard Zorro in that uh, video clip uh, say, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, motorcycle clubs are not gangs. Which that's true. They're not gangs in the sense you mean a street gang. Uh, maybe if they were out dealing with some street gangs, they would find out that, uh, hey, those those are really bad guys that will shoot back if you want somebody to shoot back because it's not going to be bikers. Mel, it was, what was it? It was twin, just hours after Twin Peaks happened. You know what? Gimme Jimmy was the only one telling the truth. We didn't have nobody going to Waco to cause any problems or nothing or attack or attack police. I mean, you know, what, what do you think would happen to us if we did that? They would call the, 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 the Army, the Navy, the Marine Corps. They, they'd be all over our asses. We're not attacking anybody. He was the only one telling any truth that day. The only one. 
That's true, and but yeah. we all know Swanton tried to build it up. Exactly. And I feel, I feel that's what's going on here. This is part of a bigger scheme. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're, we're going to go get in the way of the big scheme. We'll come up with a plan. But you can't just let this happen and not say nothing. Now, I know there are certain, the, the clubs that are labeled, they can't do it. So it has to be us, us folks with common sense who realize that our Second Amendment rights, our First Amendment rights are in danger because of these kind of groups. And it's like I said, Mel, they can put that label on any organization out there. Hello, Second Amendment guys. Am I not right here? You're absolutely 100% in line. Mel, we've been saying for years now that this will spill over onto the rest of the community. And, that's and what I it's promise doing. you, it has because that because the crazies down there, the the the, the crazies with me. They don't half of it. They don't know what they're talking about. They're ta- they're going according to some uh, fusion center or somebody that's made it into a database, and somebody that's maybe made it into the gang assessment report, or somebody that's made it into some gang seminar out there that's uh, speaking a bunch of bullshit. Selling books, making money. Exactly. The cities pay to send their officers to these things. Exactly. The taxpayers are paying for it. <laughs> it's madness we see going on. And Mel, we both realize we both studied this. I mean, you know, we've studied this for years now, and we've even had police officers tell us, "Well, hey, look, it's in our training. We're not supposed to get a scratch on us." That's the reason we see. That's the reason we see people being gunned down by police officers who have an itchy trigger finger, what was the one in Fort Worth mail that said his, his finger did yeah. the shooting? Uh, it was his some finger. kind of involuntary yeah. finger something. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> I have to go back and look at that article because I commented on it. The guy said his finger was the problem. His finger did it. It was an involuntary finger thing. Yeah. A rogue finger. Yeah. Ah. 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 That's it. That's it. We are. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Go! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep firing, assholes! See, that's, that's, that's Sergeant Steroid. <laughs> I mean, it, it was the damnedest thing. And you know, it, it inspires me to get out and do something, to get out and say something. And that's part of what this show is tonight. 
And Mel, we got we got work to do. I've done, I just found out from my wife we're not going out of town. So hey, look, Uh-oh. you and I got to get together. <laughs> you and I got to get together. Uh, you know, we've got to make our first first in a series of videos to the citizens of Tarrant County, explaining explaining the truth as we know it. Without all this BS that's coming from the police department, without all this BS that's coming from the ATF, without all this BS that's coming from the FBI, and whatever law, law, and face it, uh, law enforcement synonym you want to throw on it. It's like you said, we get wound up and we don't know what. I don't want to say we don't know what to do because we do know what to do. And we what what we need for everybody out there that listens to this program, share it. That's that's what happens. That's how we get that's how we get thirty five thousand listeners a month. It's when you share it. There's waves that go out from this from this Facebook site, from our, from our website, and all these other places. There's webs of people. I know we're doing well because people are joining Texas Biker Radio at texasbikerradio.org. Because I approve the people that go there and join that page. Now, as we get ready to change the format, which we'll be doing a lot more videos and stuff, it, it's going to get wacky. And you know when when we when we make the call, and hey, we've we've got to go do a protest someplace. We need you to join us, and you know we need you to join us in peace. We don't need you at any of our protests mad or you know coming here to start trouble. We don't need that. Yeah. We but need we the need, bodies. That's right. We need. We need the bodies, we need the bikes, we need the support. It's that simple. They can't stop us. Or at least, while we have our constitutional rights, they can't stop us. The First Amendment rights, they can't stop us. Those those are fading. They're fading Those are, those are fading. And if, we, and if we allow these son of a bitches to win, they will fade faster. It's like uh, it's like Jeff said. I mean, you know, hey, we he backs the blue. Yeah, you know, we we've seen those police officers. We've seen them at the rallies. We've seen them everywhere. Generally, they're pretty decent to everybody. But to have a group come in there and act like that is pathetic. And it doesn't do them any good to be doing that to people that are just American citizens trying to mind their own business looking for reindeer on a rainy day and Mel we've been through that through the riding in the yeah, rain and then we we hadn't heard about uh yeah, like Jeff said, they started questioning him about is there anything going on in the store that we need to know about? Are people hiding guns or 
But holy crap, you know? You know, I would have said, you know what? You've been watching too much Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Or, or listening to too much bullshit in these seminars. Because, you know, I, I would say to any any 1% club member out there, if you're carrying a gun, uh, get ready for a trip to jail if you run into the wrong group of law enforcement officers. It don't matter whether you have a CHL or not. And you know what's interesting is, uh, according to this uh, this deal that uh, they're saying, okay, if you're in a criminal gang database, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to carry a gun in Texas. Well, you don't know for sure, even if you check with uh, the state to see if your name is listed, in a criminal gang right. database, uh, you don't know which database the state is checking because we were talking to uh, uh, the attorney we see at the COC all the time, Bill Smith, and he's got a client that uh, uh, Bill sent the uh, sent the letter in requesting to know if his client was listed in any criminal database, and the state came back and said no. Mm-hmm. And this particular client had to get into, uh, it was a secure area uh, relative to something to do with his job. And there was some sheriff's department deputy that was moonlighting as a uh, security guard at the gate. Checked the guy's ID, went away for a minute, came back and said, do you know you're in a criminal gang database? So what database did this guy check? They're still trying to find out what the hell is going on there. Mm-hmm. So you could be in a criminal gang database and not even know it, even though you check clear with the state. You know, Mel, there's so many gang databases out there now. Which it's, it's, out of, it's out of control. You can land yep. on a data, database anywhere across the country, I guess. Yeah. But if you're if you're if you're wearing the wrong colors that identifies yourself, you can expect uh, you know some scrutiny. Maybe just just for driving down the road, like that cop said. He said we're gonna we're gonna get you even if you if you don't put your foot down at a stop sign, if you don't use the right turn turn signal or 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 use a turn signal at all, if you don't do these 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 minor traffic violations, we're gonna get you. And we're going to stop you, and we're going to search you, and if we can, we're going to put you in jail. That's the message I get out of that. Yep. And like we know, this this is this has been happening to the the clubs across Texas on a regular basis. So, uh, and I and I assume now that it's going on across the country because because we're getting feedback that this is what's going on everywhere. Yeah, you hear about it. Then all coast of a sudden, coast. it happens in your backyard. Mm-hmm. And in your case, 
You were there. Oh, yeah. Just, I, just on the other hand, was <laughs> minding my business in Albuquerque. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, you know, Mel, it, it was just because... It was just because the the media and the ATF had hyped that up so much. I, you know, I, the only reason we were down there is because I went to see it for myself, what the law was doing, what what was going on, whether it was a bunch of hype. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see 700 motorcycles. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see anything of what they were talking about. I did see where the police had gone to these businesses and tried to, to, to deny bikers access to any of those businesses along the, uh, along the stockyards there. And really, I think uh, uh, Wilson's Leather Goods was attacked by the police department. They were a target. The minute, the minute, the minute some bikers showed up there, boom, they were inside and uh, profiling them. And then to go in there and ask ask Jeff Wilson those questions, well, what's going on inside here? I mean, you know, uh, fishing expedition, bullshit is what it was. Uh, and we just happened to be there. We just happened to be passing by. We didn't even know we could get inside, so we tried, and we did. But that was in the early stages of that. And it escalated to what you saw the people being marched outside, and then then we made made our escape out the back door, and then confronted two more police officers where we had a, a conversation that didn't get that didn't get taped. Uh, I don't know how that happened, but it did. Uh, but uh, then we went, then we made our way back around to the front and started filming again, just for good measure just so they could see we were doing it. <laughs> Push, pushing the envelope. You know, if they were, I invited them. If they wanted to take me to jail, they perfectly welcome to do it. It'd be false arrest. Because there's certainly no kind of probable cause. Uh, we were customers. Or say no. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Mo- Motorcycle Profiling Project, David Devereaux putting out some good stories. We want to invite everybody to go to uh, uh, the Motorcycle Profiling Project, read the articles there. They are posted on our Facebook sites, uh, Sons of Liberty Riders MC, Texas Biker Radio, uh, off of one. Uh, go read those articles. Some good stuff going on out there. And talking about things that are going on here in Texas, too. Interesting stuff. And, and Mel, maybe uh, maybe next week we should invite our attorney in here to maybe talk about, ask him some questions about the things we see going on. And what we, what we might do legally to fight back. Right. I think it's important that uh, everyone be well-armed anymore and knowing what the hell you can do and what you can't do and what's smart and what's not smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Certainly is. Well, Mel, I think we've had our blood pressure raised enough for an hour, over an hour. Yes. Yes. I was <laughs> getting a little excited there a couple times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good Lord. I mean, you, know, you you always wonder where where this is going to end, how it's going to how it's going to play out. We've been warning everybody for years about what went on in uh, Australia, uh, the the, the bikies there. They call them bikies. Uh, the the things they've been dealing with. We have a lot of similarities going on here. We really yep, do. It's now now happening in your backyard. Exactly. And, let, and Mel, let's hope that the, the leadership of these 1% clubs, uh, you know, uh, I, in my heart, I feel that they've got to come together and, with, and find a way to uh, uh, reconcile their differences and, and work on this thing uh, like they did here. We, we, we met, what was it, two years ago at the, down mm-hmm. in Austin where we had all the major one percent clubs together. You know, I filmed that that meeting. Uh, that that was a great day. Uh, they were all speaking about motorcycle profiling and the things that went on in Waco. And now we're going to be talking about the stuff that's going on in Fort Worth and across the land. Yep. And so, coast to coast, baby. So everybody, have a great evening. Ride safe, everybody. Do that. Night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.